0: Welcome, welcome all to the Pro Football Radio Podcast. This is your co-host, Jay Chima, with the pride and joy of Merrimack, New Hampshire,
1: Mr. Puma. Yeah.
0: How do you feel today, Mr. Puma?
1: You know what, Jay, a.k.a. Poncho, I was uh, was feeling really good today. I woke up in a great fucking mood yeah had a great time last night with the draft we're gonna get more into that throughout the show woke up fucking mowed the lawn i did my king of the hill thing in the words (laughs) of you mow the lawn it was cut down day so i was trying to keep up with that shit you came over to the pad we're recording the podcast right now and right before we go to record fucking ian Rappaport and everybody at nfl network broke the blockbuster trade that the Texans and the Dolphins did where Miami is sending all pro all world franchise left tackle Laramie Tunsil and wide receiver Kenny Stills to the Texans for two first rounders, a second round pick and like a bunch of players, apparently all pending physicals. And I, I just want to take this time real quick for all of us to collectively (laughs) bow our heads In a moment of silence for whatever quarterback is standing behind that sieve of an offensive line for 16 games this year. You know, you know me. Everyone knows me. I'm a fucking Dolphins fan through and through. But, Jay, sometimes I I really fucking hate my team. Well, you know what? I really do. Since you're
0: already worked up about it, let me just give the people a quick rundown of the podcast. And I'm going to give the floor to you. I'm going to let you vent, all right? This is your therapy session. This is you. I can be Dr. Phil for you here. We have a couch here. We have a couch (laughs) Should I lay down and,
1: like, hold the microphone to my face? Well, check it out.
0: This is our podcast today. We're going to get into Mr. Puma's feelings about the dolphins trading away at Larry Tunsil. We're going to talk about our draft last night, the Profile Radio Podcast draft, um, fancy football. We uh, set our teams with uh, nine of our, uh, eight of our best listeners, um, and then we'll get into cutdown day. A lot happened today in regards to uh, trades being, uh, trades happening, uh, moves happening, people cutting down their rosters. Uh, we'll get into our predictions for the upcoming NFL season. Who we think is gonna win each division, and then we will uh, wrap it up with our picks for MVP. Uh, and then uh, what do you call that? Superlatives? Is that what it is? I, yeah, like superlatives.
1: You know, other awards like yeah. defensive, offensive, rookie of the year. I mean, you name it, we'll fucking list it.
0: Yep. And right before we came on the air, um, the the news dropped, and I I saw my phone buzz, and I was like, Puma, don't look at your phone.
1: <laughs> so
0: naturally. So you know what? Look the, the floor is yours, sir. It is all you. Give us the give us the rundown. Give us the emotions. Give us everything right now, Puma. The
1: emotions of the fan is, like I said, like, let's all just collectively bow our heads and say a quick prayer for the Rosen family and the Fitzpatrick family, because it is going to be a rough 16 weeks, and especially with Ryan Fitzpatrick going out there as the sacrificial lamb. The first, in my opinion, if I had to put a, a, a mark on the calendar for when Rosen's going to start, because they named Fitzpatrick the week one starter, it'll probably be week six when they come off their bye week against the Redskins. So the first four weeks wrote uh, Fitzpatrick, God, God bless you, sir, but you're the sacrificial lamb. But man, this, this team, I mean, there were reports for the last three weeks pro football network was doing it. They were on top of the story from the beginning about, The Dolphins kicking the tires on trading Tunsil for Clowney to to Houston. And it seemed like that was going to die down after reports from CBS came out yesterday that there was going to be a revolt in the locker room. And then right before we record, they fucking trade their guy. Which is funny because on draft day, I was praying that we didn't get Laramie Tunsil because of the whole weed thing. I was like, oh, he's a perfect Cleveland Brown. Stay off the weed. Stay off the damn weed. But now, Tunsil's like the only, the only really, like the, the only cornerstone of a franchise, and you just sent him away. Granted, you better be doing something with these draft picks.
0: So, uh, just to give people a rundown of the full on draft, uh, uh, just full on pick. I'm sorry, full on trade is basically Tunsil and. Kenny Stills are going to Houston. Yep. In return, you guys are getting two first-round picks? We're getting
1: two first-round picks, a second-rounder, and I guess players are being involved, one of them being a safety, and then one of them is, I think, a a, a tackle, an offensive tackle, which – Dude, yeah. when, I,
0: when I read that it was two first-round picks or so when you told me it was two first-round picks, I I was like, that's, that's kind of cool, man. That's really good for you guys. That's building for the future. Right. Um, now, the only thing that I have concerns about is you guys went and spent a second-round pick on Josh Rosen. Right. Like, how
1: are you going to evaluate exactly, him? Exactly,
0: right? How it's two mixed messages here, right? Um, before we thought they were, you know, trying to go for a run this year with Josh Rosen. And now it's just are like gutting the team here. So like, it's very up in the air. What's going right. to happen. Right.
1: And like the whole thing was, you know, the, they hate using the word, you know, air quote tanking down in South Florida with this team. You know, Brian Flores comes from the Bill Belichick tree. There's, there's no such thing as tanking in that man's vocabulary because it's never fucking happened since he left the Cleveland Browns in like the eighties. Yeah. But, um, I just – I don't know. The only thing I can think of is they, are they are they all in on Rosen already and now they just don't care and they're going to rebuild the roster Around next year? Because, because they have a shit ton of draft picks. Yeah. But, like, why would you trade the one solid piece on your offensive line when that is your biggest weakness? It's going to be your have, anchor. They might have the worst offensive line in the league behind the Redskins without, without uh, Trent Williams. And, I mean, Houston, we could be pass rushers and, and sack Deshaun Watson up until this trade. Yeah. I, the only thing I can think of is are they already in on Rosen and they're going to rebuild the offensive line and offensive weapons with through the draft next year? Or they're yeah. just going to completely bypass the quarterbacks, which is okay by me because yeah. I like Rosen, but he might not be around next year. Oh, he might, no one's going to stop anybody on pass rush.
0: He might be Andrew Luck part two up there, man. No shit. Might just get his fucking head blown off, you know? No doubt. Oh, man. No, I feel for you, man. I It's, it's always a shitty, I guess, when you don't have a good, clear, concise, uh, I guess, image of what your team is going to
1: be this year. Right. Um. I mean, I already knew we were going to be bad. I was telling you before we started recording, optimistically, four wins, yeah. I would have been happy with that. Yeah. You said you said I can winless. See, that's that's I can a lot. see winless. Brandon I can being see... winless
0: is a really really bad team.
1: Right, but look, you have Albert Wilson, who's now wide receiver two, who was banged up last year. Devontae Parker is your is your wide receiver one now, who can't stay healthy. He's always the training camp MVP, and when the games actually matter, he's nowhere to be found, and he ends up on the the injured list by week four. Um, Uh, Preston uh, Williams, who flashed in preseason, but he kind of had a dud in week three and four. Kenyon Drake, who can't really get a first down. And then uh, my guy, Kalen Balazs, and no offensive line. I mean, good good luck putting points up. The the only good part is the defense. That might keep him in games, but that's not going to carry you for 16 weeks.
0: So back, and I'm sorry, I don't keep up with the Dolphins as as I should, right? (laughs) But wasn't Kenny Stills the guy that was talking shit about... The owner, the owner and then Jay Z and, and now I could he's being tell, shipped out, you know what I'm saying? Right.
1: I could tell the writing you can't really badmouth the guy that's cutting your check. Yeah. No matter how hypocritical it may seem. Yeah. Like I mean props. Props for Kenny still saying what everyone was thinking, yeah. but it, it got you out of South Florida. Yeah. So good God I'm gonna start Tom's and Rosary Beads every Sunday. <laughs> that's it. <laughs>
0: All right, cool, man, cool, cool. Uh, this is a perfect segue into what the Texans are doing today. They are making all kinds of moves.
1: Bill O'Brien trading like a coked out hooker. Right, Jesus right. Christ. And
0: if I'm sitting there as uh, as Deshaun Watson, and I'm seeing that. I got Carlos Hyde. I get uh, Lemmy Townsend now. I'm sitting there, I'm like, I'm happy with this shit, you know? Mm. Uh, additionally, so the, so they traded for uh, Lemmy so they traded for Kenny Stills. They traded for Carlos Hyde. They're all going to Texans. Right. On top of the defensive end, they trade away uh, Jadavian Clowney to the Seahawks for, what was the compensation for that?
1: Uh, a 2020 third rounder and then like backup, backup linebackers. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no, I, I think uh, I are, and we'll get into our, uh, division winners here soon um but they just solidified even more what i thought was going to happen they're going to win that division and with the moves they made today i think are just going to help them win that division even more Mm. you know yeah (laughs) not a fan
1: i mean bill o'brien in my opinion you only got a third round 2020 draft pick for Jadavian cloudy i mean to me you should have struck while the iron was hot. The combine, you could have got more. Just look at what they get, what happened with D. Ford yeah. and Frank Clark. You know, just look at that, and then see what the Texans got. They they pretty much gave them away for a hot dog and a handshake. Sure. Uh, in my opinion, this is why you have a general manager, but it is what it is. Um, I I don't I don't really buy the Carlos Hyde trade. I mean, it filled a need. Yeah. Because you know, well, they got bunch Duke of of Lamar Miller went down, yeah. but this is what it is. Fifteen in like sixteen months. Yeah, this is his last chance of staying in the league. I mean, sure. Let's be honest here. He couldn't even make uh, make the roster for the Chiefs, and that's almost like a running back by committee. And you get traded for I don't even know what they got traded. I think it was just for a tackle. Oh, wow. It was like player for player. I'm pretty sure. Okay, all right. Um, I,
0: all right. So that will lead up into um what happened to the cut down day. A lot of moves. Um, happened today that surprised us. Uh, a couple that stood out to me were uh, Demarius Thomas being released by the mm-hmm. Patriots. I thought he played his way onto the roster in the last playoff game. Obviously not the case for the Patriots. They thought otherwise. Additionally, one thing that stood out to me as well was the Bills releasing LeSean McCoy. Mm-hmm. I was shocked at that. I mean, right. that's something that stood out to me hardcore because I was like, well, I, I you know obviously LeSean McCoy is on the decline and um, he's not what he used to be. But I thought he still had one good year in him left. He could be a serviceable, uh, you know, running back in the backfield for Josh Allen. But I guess that's not how the Bills saw it.
1: Right, right. I mean, I, I think it was like a few episodes back, maybe like three or four. Right after the uh, LaShawn McCoy Avengers Endgame spoiler. He deserves to get where, cut. <laughs> you know, I was copying what Matthew Berry said, LaShawn McCut. Uh I wasn't, really, I wasn't really surprised, especially when they drafted Devin Singletary in uh, – in, this year uh, for running back, they signed TJ Yeldon. They brought uh, the ageless wonder Frank Gore. Somebody, somebody. had to get cut. I honestly yeah. thought it was either Gore or Yeldon, but, yeah. I mean, you drafted S- Singletary this last night, so you got to be I feeling pretty good. I didn't draft good.
0: Singletary. I thought you did. I thought somebody else did.
1: I thought you did. Hmm. I don't
0: know. Let's, uh, let's hope I
1: I'm pretty sure you did, because I was looking to see if he was still on the waiver wire, and he was gone. Hmm. Well,
0: let me so- look at my team. So Speaking of that. Um last night we had our Pro Football Radio Fancy Football League draft. Um we want to, we want to point out one person in our draft. Right,
1: right, right. Which is <laughs> my boy Josh aka Josh McNaught aka Haitian Houdat.
0: A.K.A. Saints homer all day. Yeah. A.K.A. I, I understand where you're coming from, brother, man. I'm a Patriots fan, so I love your homerism, all right?
1: Yeah, but, I mean, Jesus, uh, the biggest Saints mark. Michael Thomas was his first pick, which is fine. Anybody would I have taken that. him I in that spot. That. That's fine. I get that. uh, What was it? Round three or four, yeah. he reached for Drew Brees. Yep. Both of us almost spit our food out. <laughs> I was like, ah! Uh, round six, Saints defense, almost through the chair. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think... I, I think he ran out of players. I think, I think Will he Lutz wasn't him. on the board, or he would have drafted him too. Josh, I love you, but uh, let's see if the Saints theory really works out for you, Cotton.
0: Yeah, yeah. Dude, I saw that, and I was like, bro, you're taking Drew Brees that high up? My right. God. I got Aaron Rodgers in the eighth round, right. and I thought that was too high for right. me. You know right. I
1: got Ben Roethlisberger, I think, in like the, the 10th. Yeah. I waited. I waited late for quarterback. I wanted
0: to be around that 9-10 mark for a good quarterback, but I knew the run on quarterbacks was uh, – was coming. So mm-hmm. I was like, I'll take Aaron Rodgers now. He's sitting right there. Yep. Fuck it. I'll take him a, a pick too high. It's all good. Yeah. Um but I'm happy with my team, man. This is the first time um in years I haven't drafted a Patriots uh Patriots player. I made a rule going into my draft last night saying I am not taking a Patriots player.
1: Right. Because to, that
0: because I can't enjoy the game at that point. Right. You know?
1: I mean, I had to draft the do- I had to draft Kalen Balaj because my team name is Balage Barrage. Yeah, I got that. So like I had to do that. But no, and, like we were talking last night after the draft we're doing standard scoring, uh, you know, standard lineup, except instead of two starting wide receivers, yep. we've got three. So I thought the the three wide receiver in the starting lineup really changed the dynamic of the draft. Mm-hmm. It allowed you to you it really know, did. play more on, you know, wait for the quarterback to fall to you, depending on where you were in the first round. Are you going to start going running back heavy? Are you going to go wide receiver heavy? I picked fifth, and I took DeAndre Hopkins because – I didn't really want the run on wide receiver to start after the top four running backs were off the board. So yeah. I went with my guy, Nuke, and let's see what happens. I uh,
0: I saw uh, David Johnson sitting there at uh, number eight in the yep. first overall first of all pick, uh, first overall round. And I was like, you know what? I'll take him. Why not yeah. have a running back, anchor your uh, your team, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, just to give you a quick rundown on my team, I got Aaron Rodgers, uh, David Johnson, Josh Jacobs, Odell Beckham Jr., Brandon Cooks, uh, Al Alfon- Alshon Jeffrey. Jared Cook, and Duke Johnson
1: Jr. as my starting team. Yeah, and then uh, for me, uh, the, the Wi-Fi is kind of brutal with the app right now, but I went with uh, Ben Roethlisberger, uh, Devonta Freeman. Uh, let's see, running the other running back, come back to him. Wide receiver, I went with Yandre Hopkins, uh, Julio Jones. Uh, God, Stefan Diggs. I'm doing this all from memory. So all good, bear bear with me. All right, I got the Wi-Fi. So I went Roethlisberger. Devonta Freeman, Leonard Fournette, uh, De- DeAndre Hopkins, Julio Jones, Stephon Diggs, uh, Vance McDonald, return of Marlon Mack. Uh, return of the Mack. Return of the Mack. Mac. Uh, Rams defense and the kicker for the Dallas Cowboys, which nobody cares about. So yeah. I feel pretty solid about my lineup. Um, I think uh, I can't really wait for Thursday to come in uh, when games actually matter and oh, we can kick this dude. off. But uh, real quick, before we wrap up this segment, uh, I just want to go back to you final cut-down day, there was news that the Chargers gave uh, Melvin Gordon's agents permission to start uh, seeking trade uh, trade suitors. Uh, So... It's going to be interesting to see what happens. I don't really think there's a market for him. Because Dude, you're Texas, to have to, Texas should be calling him right now. I mean, they have the most cap space. Yeah. Uh, I just so don't know if they have any more picks to give. Because the yeah. Chargers are going to want a premium pick, second or third rounder. And then you're going to have to pay him what he wants on top of that. Yeah. I think he's going to stay in powder blue. I think he's going to stay in Los Angeles. Great, uh,
0: great job on uh, getting to that. I also wanted to uh, bring up the fact that there's a report out today by Adam Schefter saying that the Cowboys camp and Zeke's camp mm-hmm. are intensifying talks with the goal of hashing out a deal by the end of the weekend. Yeah. Um, if all goals is planned, Zeke will be back in the office or in the building on Monday.
1: Right. you, you think, think he'll miss a game? you think, think he'll miss one to be back speed or you think he's going to play? So if if he signs, say, Monday. Monday.
0: Yeah. If he signs Monday, he's playing Sunday. Like, okay. absolutely. He'll have a, uh, he'll have a full work week, man. Uh, he'll be totally fine. You know what I'm saying okay. I, I, uh, I saw that uh, all or nothing series with the Dallas Cowboys from two years ago when he was going through a suspension Right, and dude, this dude would just like roll out of bed some days and just go to the practice facility and not know if he's playing on the weekend. And there was weeks that he thought he's not playing, but he did have to play. So like, he can just literally roll out and just play as he needs to play. So okay. he'll be fine. Um, but yeah, that's I, I, he'll be fine. Yeah, man. You know what's funny? Before I saw this uh, this news this morning from Adam Schefter about those guys intensifying talks for for the contract. I thought he was going to miss games. I thought yep. everything that Jerry Jones said leading up to this weekend, I thought Dude, they were digging Jerry in. Jones. They were digging in. you know. Jerry
1: World, man, he was poking the bear. My he was pissing off. off. Not only Zeke's agent. he's but, pissing me off. But you, he's pissing, he pissing other agents off with some comments about it'd be better if the team could just deal direct with, directly with the player. Yeah. I mean, I think Mike Florio was saying that this could be a violation of labor talks. Dude, it was – Jerry World, Jerry World is on a, a fucking trip. Yeah, I'm just saying. On a
0: trip. But if they bring him back and he's there for week one, bro, mm-hmm. that's a Super Bowl team right there. Mm-hmm. They're making a deep run. Mm-hmm. Deep run. Deep run or you blow it up, you know?
1: Eh, I don't know about a deep run. I think it's going to be the typical Dallas. We'll make it past the first round. And we'll get smoked out in round yeah. two. Yeah. Um... That's really it. Do we have anything? Else I mean, to I don't know. know. We, we were going to start, we start off with the bull, in the yeah, air quote you know, cool bullshit yeah. segment that went well, nowhere. And it to... turned into me being therapy. Session. Well, I just
0: wanted you to get it all out. You, you know? Know, we all worked up. I felt like if we bro- broke your uh, <laughs> your mojo at that point. Right, right.
1: I mean, that's really that's really it for cut down yeah. Day. That, that that I can think of yeah. the, the surprise and Gordo, yeah. the, the Texans being the Texans on cocaine. Now, after the draft last
0: night, I was hanging out with Da Puma. And oh, was, yes. And I was hanging out with the lovely Tara, a.k.a. Da Puma's fiancé. And uh, Tara decided to play a lovely show called 90 Day Fiancé. Yes. Now, I've never heard this show before. You're, you missed out. I've never seen it before. Mm-hmm. But I am hooked like a motherfucker. <laughs> Dude, when I saw Jennifer, by the way, my girl, love her.
1: Oh, the, the Colombian. Colombian that could break this tool bag from North Carolina in half. Well, yeah. when
0: she called, <laughs> when Jennifer called Tim a pussy, I lost my shit. Yep. I lost we my all shit. Lost I lost, I lost shit. my shit. I jumped, I jumped
1: off, off the, the couch. couch, dude.
0: Could you? Oh my god! Like these people are insane. They just pick up their fucking lies, move across the the world, and start a fucking new life for some potential date.
1: This is unreal. It's unreal to me. Yeah, yeah. About that. <laughs>
0: no. Which led into I don't know how we got from the nine day fiance topic to a great little website.
1: <laughs> uh I think it was Sarah Marie. Yes, yes yes yes, 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 yes,
0: yes, uh, yes, a good friend of mine, Part Sarah of the Marie podcast. Yeah, yeah, sent over a uh a link to a dating website called inmatedating.com. dating.com. Is that what it was? I thought it was like it was it inmate dating. It, up, it was like was become
1: that. a pen pal and yeah, yeah, yeah. When they make parole, who knows what happens but uh you you, you found, found some, uh, some some interesting, interesting characters <laughs> um, meet and inmate.com. An inmatecom and the
0: premise of the website is basically um, you become pen pals with people in jail um, and, and I guess the hope is once they get out you meet with them I don't know what the deal is like <laughs> yeah and, well, well the reason why I bring it up is because um, I thought it'd be a great thing <laughs> for the podcast to for me to go on his website and potentially become a pen pal with somebody on the website. Yeah. So would there be weekly updates into what our conversations would be. We could even read the pen pal letters on air.
1: Yeah, see, that's that's fine. But what, what are the, the people, people that you thought was a um Air quote, great candidate. Um, she, I think she was locked up in what, like Florida? I think she's locked up in Florida. Florida. Um, long story short, you know, hiding the names to protect the guilty. Oh, okay. Um, It's all public
0: records, anyways.
1: Well, she could be out in like a year or five years. What was her name?
0: Billy Joe or some shit?
1: I don't know. I don't know. Something, something some hillbilly shit. Something out of Florida. Um, but anywho, Jay was sent me the link to this person, was like, Oh, this seems like a great person. So I Google the person's name. She is inside for an accomplice to murder this guy. She lured this person to her house. For a robbery, and the two other accomplices murdered this guy, snuffed him in a trunk, and then left the car at a Motel Six parking lot. And you want to write to this person? You can write to that person all you want. Yeah. But I do not want them showing up on my house. Expect it's, they're not hopping on the podcast. No way. No fucking oh, way, pal. Well,
0: I thought about this quite a bit. I would have to come up with a fake name if I wanted to write to this person, right? I would have <laughs> to come up with Poncho. Oh, I guess you're right. I could. Hey, okay, this is Poncho. Right, yeah. and uh, like the the one thing that I don't understand is if I did go through with this endeavor, if I did go through and start writing this person every single day, and we would make a thing about it on the on the podcast when we talk about it, right? It's like, but what do I talk to her about though? Like what what in my House life? Food. Like what in my life can I relate to her about? You know what I'm saying?
1: Well, it's interesting because some of the profiles are like, I like long walks on the beach. How how do you like I'm long walks? Independent person and all this other stuff. Did you ever ever think? That some of those qualities, there was a whole laundry list on some of these profiles, but did you ever think that some of these qualities that you think are great to sell yourself to a possible pen pal is the reason why you're locked up inside? Like, just a thought. Just a thought. How are you going to go on a long walk on the beach when you're inside for five years? You might be doing the long walk down to the hole.
0: Dude, if I was ever locked up, I'd sing the a song all the time. I'm locked up, they if won't let me no, out. No, no. If, if you're, you're locked up... I'm locked gonna, up, they won't you, let me out.
1: You, you better, better punch a you guard as soon as you get off the bus. bus. That's Dude, all I I'm would saying. do great in prison. I you think, would talk I think, yourself you into get, getting shanked. No,
0: first of all, listen. listen. I would do great in prison, alright? I would walk in, and the first day, I would beat the living shit out of... You, you better, better beat up a guard. The biggest person. I would beat the living shit out of the guard. I'd beat the living shit out of the nurse, whoever it is. I just got to accept my dominance day one, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, it's either that that or they start passing passing you around like a joint.
0: (laughs) Come on. (laughs) What was more pathetic? uh, The 90 Day Fiance
1: thing or meetanimate.com? Hmm. I got to go... I got to go 90-day fiancé because some of those people, like, the writing's on the wall. Yeah, some of those people are pathetic, They are, like, oh you for money. Some of those people are pathetic. Oh, my God. Like, this one cat, he's, like, a nail the 46 technician. The 46-year-old guy, right? Yeah, yeah, Caesar, the nail technician. I felt who's, bad for that loser. trying to meet, like, his wife from the Ukraine or girlfriend from the Ukraine. And before you, you missed this part, he already sent her like, 40 grand. Oh, what a fucking idiot. So, yeah, there's no incentive for this woman to fucking meet him in Cancun. But I digress. Tune in on TLC Sunday nights at 8 o'clock, Monday. Dude, I felt bad for that
0: guy. That guy is a fucking loser. I have half. no
1: sympathy. You're a moron. Everyone in your brother is telling you that this is a scam. You are you're talking yourself into believing this is like normal, and it's gonna be fine. If you have to talk yourself into shit, it's a wrap. It's
0: a rap. I find it
1: fascinating
0: that somebody in a board meeting at TLC sits down one day and it's like, you know what? How about this idea? We print up two people from different parts of the world. And see what happens. What this going to fucking happen? <laughs> this
1: is That's like, reality TV, It's going to be unreal. That's reality TV. But I'm TV. hooked. I'm hooked like a motherfucker. That's, That's right. right. Hey, What's it's on that? demand. You can catch up. It's on, it's on Sunday, Sunday nights, TLC, 8 o'clock. Or now, I, think I think the new episodes are 9 o'clock. o'clock. Who fucking knows? Just just fucking check the TV out. But you know
0: what? Uh, I'll leave up to the uh, the listeners. Give us some feedback. Should I go through with this endeavor? We're going to put go a poll on, up. I'm going to put a poll up. Go on inmate, com. Should I make contact with Billy Joe that apparently was accomplished a murder? Which, I mean,
1: it's cool and all. I guess sometimes people... Uh, I'm going to put a a poll up. I'm going to put put it up on Twitter um, because Facebook... Polls apparently really don't have the same effect as uh, Twitter.
0: And if we get more than, let's say, 75% yeses, I will make sure I write to this person. Okay. And we'll do this thing on the weekly well, basis. But we need podcast. more
1: than like 15 votes. Like, like if yeah. it's only three, yeah, I think that's, that's 30 not votes. Fair. Like 30 you know, votes, you know, like, know what I'm saying? Let's, like 15, 15 is like the floor. All right. You
0: know? Well, what are we averaging for yes, and no's, like clicks on our Twitter
1: page? I mean, I haven't made
0: a poll. Right. I
1: made a poll. For the, the Hell in a Cell match, match. Yeah, but hey, I think that got, got like 25? 25. All right,
0: all right, cool. We'll throw it out there to you guys. We'll see if, it, if it's some traction to this. And next thing you know, I might be right into a fucking inmate. That's no sure. shit. <laughs> wow. wow. All right, let's move on to the crux of the podcast, uh, which is going to be our predictions for the upcoming year. Now that it is uh, week th- week four has come and gone of the preseason and all the cutdowns have happened, uh, we have all the information we need to predict. Who the winners and losers will be of the upcoming NFL season, uh, Mr. Puma. In regards to the AFCs, who do you have winning that division? The and, and I want you to say Dolphins.
1: No, no, no. We're gonna go winless, like I said. And we're just gonna tank more for more draft capital, and we'll just go from there. Uh, but this is uh, this is the Patriots division. It's spent their division for fucking twenty years. Uh, there's there's a reason to why they spend their division for the twenty years, but. I mean, with this, uh, the offensive weapons—they have a million running backs. I think it's going to be a run-heavy offense, uh, possibly a top-five defense on the other side of the ball. I mean, you got a, a leaner-looking Jamie Collins, Winovich flying all over the place, Stephon Gilmore locking down the number one uh, receiver on the opposing team, and then. Uh, possibly uh, an elite pass catching group with Gordo and uh, Jacoby Myers, who I think actually made the roster. Uh, he survived cut down day. And then, uh, you know, Julian Edelman. I think, I think they're going to be in great shape to, to win the AFC East. That's my pick. Yep.
0: Yeah, spot on, dude. This was probably the easiest pick for me while doing these divisions. Um, the AFC East is run by the Patriots. I see nothing uh, from the other three teams to make me think otherwise. Um, they're gonna win this easily. Um, they're probably gonna end up being like 13 and three, truthfully, 12 and four. Right. Um, in regards to the talent, um, we have the most talent on our team in the division, um, and we still have Tom Brady. So at the end of the day, man, this is this is easy for me. They'll win it. Uh, we've been to we've been to the last four or the past five Super Bowls. I don't see us slowing down one bit. So
1: right. And I mean the uh, all of my over under picks are coming from the Action Network. Uh, they actually just updated their over unders a few days ago. They have the the Pats win total at 11. Uh, I think that's just about right. Uh, So I'm just going to take the over. I think they could possibly be a 12-win team as well, too. So,
0: So, like I said, that was the easiest pick for me. The hardest pick for me was the AFC North. No shit. I thought about this for three, four days straight. And it was up between the Browns and the Steelers winning that division. And truthfully, at the end of the day, one person, and only one person, um, made me lean towards the Steelers winning that division, and that was Antonio Brown. Mm-hmm. From the shit that we saw now on Hard Knocks and the shit that he's pulling now, if he did half of that shit in the Steelers' organization, then he was probably a hindrance to that team. Mm -hmm. He was probably holding them back. No doubt. And at the end of the day, from what Tomlin said was, we kept all that shit in-house and you didn't even hear most of it. So if that's the case, then I fully believe that this team will win that division without Antonio Brown. This will be addition by subtraction.
1: Right. No, I can buy that. And I love,
0: and I love Juju, Connor. I love uh, James Washington. He's going to be right, the next wide right. receiver. He
1: flashed real good off of the tape uh, in preseason. Uh, that's, that's solid. I honestly, I was torn between uh, between them, Baltimore, and, and the Browns. I know we recorded like five episodes, six episodes back when we did like our early kind of takes on each division, who might win it. And uh, I had the Browns, but I didn't feel great about picking the Browns. And then with some of the stuff that Baker Mayfield was popping off of and – you know Odell acting like a scorned lover with the Giants. and just can't stop talking about them. I could see that entire situation exploding, and then Kareem Hunt. He recently just had a surgery. I believe it was for a hernia. I mean that's typical, but it, it might flare up. Who knows what uh, Who knows what will happen? Uh, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the Ravens. I, I have the Ravens winning it. They won it last year. Uh, We saw kind of a vanilla offense in preseason. They were playing uh, the scheme uh, close to their chest, but I think you're going to see Lamar Jackson air the ball out a little bit more and more dynamic offensive plays. He has a whole offseason with the ones getting reps. He doesn't have to fight with Joe Flacco. The offense is built and tailored around him now. John Harbaugh got a contract extension because of Lamar Jackson bringing him to the playoffs. So I think you're going to see more. Uh, he was, uh, him being Harbaugh and Lamar Jackson were saying that LJ might throw the ball about 30 times. Yeah. I think that's probably a fair assessment. Uh, so I, uh, I like that pick as, as one of the uh, one in the AFC North. Their over-unders 8.5. I think they're going to go over it. You're going to have to go over it to win in this division, especially with the Steelers and the Browns talent. Sure.
0: Uh, next up, AFC South. Um, about a week ago, I think I had the Colts win this division. I was up in the air between the Colts and the Texans. And I was one week out with the Texans win this division, one week out with the Colts win this division. But with the bombshell of Andrew Luck retiring from the NFL um, and all the moves that the Texans made today, I'm going to pick the Texans to win that division. One of my biggest concerns as a knock for them was instability on the offensive line. But now that they have Leonard Tunsil Tunsell with Duke Johnson, Carlos Hyde, DeAndre Hopkins, and uh, Deshaun Watson, that, that's a hell of an offense, man. I think that offense alone is good enough to win that division. Additionally, on defense, they're getting rid of Clowney, but they still have J.J. Watt. And that that defense itself, I haven't watched enough in the preseason to know what they are. But at the end of the day, if J.J. Watt's there and anchoring your defense, I think it'll be better than average.
1: But the big if, I know you're a big proponent on this, is availability. Mm-hmm. JJ Watt has been banged up big. a shit ton over right. the last as couple as of years. If without Clowney and if JJ Watt goes down and no Tyron Matthew patrolling in the secondary, know. this could be that could be a really bad defense real fast. So, but I don't I don't fault you with that pick. I, that's that's a solid pick. I was kind of up in the air with them as well too. Um, my question with them was like you said, the offensive line. Even with Tunsil, you still have two rookies on there. Granted, one of them can sit now and develop, but yeah. I'm still riding with the Colts winning the South. Yes, Andrew Luck retiring didn't help anything, but I still have them winning this division. Uh, he has Brissett has the potential to be a top twenty quarterback. Uh, compared to when he started in 2017, it's, it's night and day. He has a better offensive line. He has more talented, uh, skilled position players. If you go from T.Y. Hilton to Paris Campbell, who can line up anywhere, you got uh, Jack Doyle coming back healthy. You have Eric Redzone, Ebron, uh, Marlon Mack, healthy. Uh, and then you have Naheem Hines as a change of pace back. And the defense that can actually stop people, anchored by the Defensive Rookie of the Year, Darius Leonard. I still think this is their division to win. Uh, they're over under total fell from about like 10 to seven and a half. I'm going to take the over. I, I have them possibly being, we said last week, about like a 10-win team. Uh, so that's that's my pick for the AFC South. Sure. Awesome, awesome. AFC West, um, very easy as well.
0: Kansas City. Yeah, it's a try. I mean, yep. it's uh, Kansas City all day. These guys are the real deal. I think Patrick Mahomes is the real deal. I do want to see him for another year um, be as consistent as he was last year, this year. And if he is halfway through this season as well, just as good as he was last year, I'll be like, he's the next great thing. He's the next great quarterback. On top of that, you got Nicole Hardiman and uh, Tyreek Hill. Who do you stop? How do you stop both those guys? Right, those guys are fucking track stars. I mean, that's that's unreal. So, uh, and then finally, I love that Tyron Matthew to the defense of the Kansas City Chiefs uh, move. The guy is energetic. He's a good leader. Um, he's gonna be the anchor back there in the secondary. I absolutely love that pick. Those guys are we're gonna win the division easily.
1: Right, right. I'm with you there. I'm just gonna add on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, the the addition of. Uh, Steve Spagnuolo as defensive coordinator is going to be huge, installing a 4-3 defense uh, as, like, the base. Everything's built around. And then you have Frank Clark uh, anchoring that defense. And like you said, you got Tyra Matthew patrolling the secondary. Uh, this defense is actually going to be able to potentially stop people and keep Mahomes from throwing, you know, f- 5,000 yards in the game. There's a reason why I threw 5,000 yards. He, there's no defense to stop anybody.
0: Who did they pick up from the 49ers? Is it Quan Alexander? Is that somebody? No, he went to the, he went the to, uh, Buccaneers. He went from
1: the Buccaneers team. to the 49ers.
0: Who, who did the Chiefs pick up as well? Uh, somebody on the defensive line or linebacker? They, I they
1: traded for Frank Clark. That's what it was, yep. So uh, they, they got, got Frank Clark uh, anchoring uh, that line to fill the, the void D from D Ford. Ford. A lot of people yeah. are saying Frank Clark is better than D Ford. I'm yeah. uh, kind of drinking that Kool Aid. So, so that's, that's my pick for the AFC West.
0: Cool, cool. Moving on next to the NFC. Uh, NFC East is our first um, division. I'm going to take the boys. Give me them boys. Um, I think especially uh, today with that news coming out that both Zeke's camp and um, the Cowboys want to get deal done by by the weekend or by Monday. Uh, that, that's, that's great fucking news. That only helps out my cause. Mm. Um, you take um, Zeke. You pair him up with Dak Prescott. I mean, Amari's there. You saw what this guy did last year. Um, additionally, I have absolutely no faith in Carson Wentz. I, I feel like the kid is going to. Get hurt again four or five weeks in. It might not be the full year. It might be three, four weeks here. They might be hurt. I've seen enough out of that kid where if he's on the field, he is good, but if he's not there, boom, what are you going to do, right? Uh, additionally, I think Jason Garrett is coaching for his job, so I think he'll pull out all the stops here. And then finally, absolutely love that defense. I love um, just what I saw my defense last year, I love the speed and I love Jalen Smith. I think he's the next great linebacker in the NFL. I've been riding his Kool Aid for two years now, and I think he is the next great linebacker. Um, we're talking like Brian Erd, like a kind of stats but faster,
1: right? And you got a new offensive coordinator as well, too, uh, down in Dallas. What is it, Kellen, uh, Kellen Moore? Kellen Moore, uh, so that changing it up from whatever they had before then what was it Rod Marinelli or some, some shit like that. It was pretty vanilla and basic offense, but. Uh, my only not knock not with the Cowboys, the Cowboys is there's always an off-sea, off-field, off-season yeah. distraction. Either somebody's getting suspended for the weed or you got Zeke holding out all summer with contract disputes and Jerry Jones popping off and you have other people chirping about what's going on. So I'm going to go with, in my opinion, the most talented offense in the league, and that is the uh, the Philadelphia Eagles. I mean, whether it's the front seven, I talked about it last week. They have a, a stellar offensive line that they anchored in the draft with uh, with Andre Dillard. Um, and then the, the wide receivers on the outside, they got uh, Deshaun Jackson, who somehow his hamstrings haven't blown out. He's still as fast as he was when he dr- got drafted eons ago. The rookie, uh, J.J. Arsigia-Whiteside. And then name a running back anchored by uh, uh, the cat out of Penn State, Miles, Miles Sanders. I don't know. Well, he was a backup to Saquon. I think it was Miles Sanders. Okay. Somebody drafted him in our league. But uh, this this team is in great shape. And then a healthy, leaner, Deshaun uh, – not Deshaun. Uh, Carson Wentz, uh, he's a year removed from his knee injury. There's no issues with his back. He's looked great all training camp. Uh, Vegas has the over-under at 10. I think this is a 12-win team. Do you
0: think Carson stays healthy the whole year? Yep.
1: Okay. I think so. I think him getting his body right, his full year back from the knee – I think he's uh, he's ready for that next step to finally capitalize and get an MVP performance this year.
0: Okay, uh, next up the NFC. I'm sorry, the uh, NFC North. Uh, I'll take the Packers here. Um, I uh, first of all, I don't believe in uh, Trubisky and the Bears in general. Uh, obviously, the Lions are dumpster fire and the Vikings. Yeah, they'll spring up for an eight and eight run here and there, but they're not gonna take down Aaron Rodgers and the Packers um, consistently. So I know my boy out there in Van Nuys is not happy about that, Aaron, the Vikings fan, but. You know, I only speak the truth. In regards to Aaron Rodgers, I generally don't like all the dumb shit that comes out of his mouth, but I truly believe this is a um, a pivotal mark in his career. Right? Uh, is he going to return to his MVP um, form, or is he going to be labeled as like that uncoachable person with the second coach that he's been working with that he can't see, make just, make it make it happen? Right? Um, so I think it's going to be a ladder. I think he's gonna he's actually going to go ahead and um, you know just return to his M- MVP form. So. Uh, Additionally, the Matt LaFleur offense, it takes a lot of pressure off of Aaron Rodgers and the quarterback in general, and I think that might do wonders for him. There have been times where he's been trying to do too much. He'll actually hold on the ball a little too long than he's supposed to. Um, And I think in general, providing that structure for Aaron Rodgers will help him out in the long run.
1: Okay. Uh, I'm the opposite. I I mean, he hasn't played in preseason. His first play call from Matt LaFleur is going to be week one against the Bears in Chicago. He's been chirping all offseason about Matt LaFleur and his system and the whole audible thing and all this other shit. Um, so I'm actually I'm going to stick with the Bears. I have them winning the division. Uh, Trubisky, uh, year two, in Matt Nagy's system, I think he's going to take a big step forward. Uh, he, he just needs more consistent play and needs to read through the progressions more consistently. There's times where you can look in a game film, and early in the first half, probably like the first or second quarter, uh, he'll have a play. Where he'll completely throw it right to the right to the safety for like an interception, a pick six, and then if you do that same play in the fourth quarter, two minutes left, and the, the team's down, he's going through the progressions perfectly. He's looking off the safety, he's hitting his number one read, and everything's fine and dandy. There just needs to be more consistency. David Montgomery in that backfield, potential Kareem Hunt-like breakout rookie season, I, I feel coming on. I think he's also out of Toledo as well too. Uh, The the defense is mostly intact. I mean, they lost uh, Amos to Green Bay. Vic Fangio took the Denver head coaching job. But uh, their new defensive coordinator, he's the former head coach of the the Colts, uh, Chuck Pagano. He's no slouch on defense as well, too. Vegas has the over-under at nine. Uh, They also have them as a regression candidate. I'm going to take the over. I think they're a 10-win team, especially in this NFC North.
0: Okay, okay. Uh, NFC South, uh, very simple for me here as well. It's the Saints. Um, I try to talk myself into the Falcons, uh, maybe into the Panthers, um, but I don't see anybody making a run in this division. Um, especially, and on top of that, the Buccaneers are a dumpster fire. I think we talked about this off-air. Yeah, bad those guys ways. are just bad, bad in general, so they're, they're out of the picture. Um, but uh, Michael Thomas, Drew Brees, give me that all day. I'll take it all day. Sean Payne, they're going to throw up a million fucking points. It's all going to come down to how healthy is Drew Brees towards the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Does he have enough left in the tank? Can he, uh, I don't know, can Sean Payne put him on some sort of like, what is it called? Like NFL? Like a pitch count? Uh, yeah, whatever it is, right? Whatever you got to do to make sure the guy is healthy at the end of the year, make sure you do that. But I think the NFC South, it runs through New Orleans. And at the end of the day, man, it's two years in a row where they've been just fucking dicked over by like last minute plays up in Minnesota two years ago. Or, or,
1: play calling. or a
0: no call, whatever bullshit it is. Like they're so close. They're so close, and I think this year they're finally gonna break I mean, Sean
1: Payton should just buy Nikhil robey Coleman dinner because that play took the heat off of Sean Payton for getting stupid with the play calling down the red zone. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, I'm with the Falcons. Uh, they addressed the a big issue, which was the offensive line. Granted, the preseason it didn't look that great, but give it a you know week one, week two, that whole offensive line starts gelling together. I think they're gonna be fine. Julio Jones is probably going to be paid by week one. Uh, him and Arthur Blank, they're working out a deal. The, the wide receivers from Julio Jones to Austin Hooper, at tight end to Calvin Ridley to Mosinu being Mosinu, a healthy Devonta Freeman, the defensive unit, it's talented, but it's not depth. There's not a whole lot of depth there. So if they can manage to stay healthy, I think they could make a huge run in this division. And no no shade against Drew Brees. You're a Hall of Famer. You're an underappreciated quarterback. But your performance in the last six weeks of the season, I mean, the, after that Dallas game, he, if he didn't fall off a cliff, he was holding on by the skin of his teeth because he did not look that great. Uh, and Michael Thomas, he's the only wide receiver down there. There's no other wide receiver to take the heat off of. I think they're going to try to be more run-oriented run with Alvin Kamara and Lat Murray in the backfield. So give me the Falcons all day.
0: Nice, nice. Uh, NFC West, I'll take the Seahawks, um, especially now with our Jadavian Clowney going up there. It really fortifies that defensive line. Um, additionally, Russell Wilson, man, the guy is just consistent. He just kind of keeps on chugging day in and day out. Um, he's kind of, He reminds me of like Tom Brady out there in the Pacific Northwest, truthfully. Right. Um, the biggest reason why I picked the Seahawks is because I really see the Rams having a bad year, man. I think it's going to be a hangover. Those guys are not going to come with the, the mental fortitude to rebound from that uh, Super Bowl loss from last year. In the division itself, I will say the roster top to bottom, this, uh, the Rams have the best roster. But we all know it's not about just what's on paper. It's about your mental fortitude playing the game as well. Um, I think Jimmy G, is, Jimmy G is trash. I don't believe in one bit. The guy is not going to win anything, in my personal opinion. And then the Cards are still trying to put the team uh, team together around Colin Murray. So it's a little too early for those guys. So give me the Seahawks in that division.
1: Right, right. Real quick, I forgot the over-under on the Falcons. Their over-under was 8.5. Give me the over all day. I think they could possibly be a 10-win team as well, too. But back to the NFC West, uh, earlier podcast, the same one with the Browns. Uh, I had the Rams as a, a Super Bowl hangover victim. But the more I look at the division, the more I see the Rams still winning it. Uh, Cooper Cup is back; he's healthy. Uh, Stefania Bell of uh, ESPN, she's a orthopedic certified person. She's you know strength and conditioning. She knows her shit. Just look her up online. She saw she saw him at training camp. It, it looked like Cooper Cup didn't miss a beat, and that offense lost uh, a pep in itself when Cooper Cup went down. Uh, the Todd father, despite what people have been saying seems full go Todd feels good head coach Sean McVay feels good other players in the league are reaching out to people and media saying Todd looks great he still looks fresh and if you stop like you said you look in the division the Cardinals they're not in my opinion they're not going anywhere yeah. if anything they're playing spoiler uh who knows what the hell's going on with the 49ers 49ers and Jimmy G and you know the defense and You know, Jimmy Garoppolo saying he's throwing in a tight coverage on purpose in practice so he gets better in in a regular season game. I think that's a fucking horrible idea. Who knows who's carrying the ball in the backfield now that uh, Jarek McKinnon went down. My only knock with Seattle is they don't have a whole lot of pass catchers. When Baldwin went down, he retired. I mean, really all it is is... Uh, Tyler Metcalf. Lockett, DK Metcalf, DK Metcalf who's who, just had, now. who just had knee surgery, but I guess he's full go. Now. But like a couple other people went down, and then it's Chris Carson, who's always an injury risk. So I'm not convinced on the offensive side of the ball uh, that they can carry the division. So Vegas has the Rams over under at ten and a half. Give me eleven. I think they're going to take the over. Cool, cool.
0: Uh, okay, so in regards to the playoff teams, I have uh, Patriots, Chiefs, Pittsburgh, and Houston, rounding out the one, two, three, four. Yeah, um, I'll have the Chargers and the Browns sneaking in as uh, as wild cards for the AFC, and then give me Pats versus Chiefs in the AFC Championship game. Uh, for the NFC, I'll take Saints, Packers, Cowboys, and Seahawks as the one, two, three, four, uh, and then I'll take Panther, uh, I'll take Panthers and Vikings as the wild cards getting in with the Saints versus the Cowboys in the NFC Championship game. My Super Bowl picks are going to be Patriots versus the Saints, and I have the Pats winning that for the seventh Super Bowl win.
1: Shocker, right? Uh, so my division winners, you know, you got you got the Pats, you got the Colts, Chiefs, Ravens, my wildcard teams, in the AFC, uh, the Chargers and you know, my uh, my dark horse, my playoff ride or die. I got my Buffalo Bills making it in there. Uh, AFC championship game. It's going to be a rematch of last year. It's going to be the Patriots and the Chiefs. Uh, I have the Chiefs winning the AFC championship game. Uh, Uh, Is
0: this this in uh, Gillette or in
1: uh, Arrowhead? I think it's going to be in Arrowhead. I think they're going to have the better record. Um, The NFC side of the ball, I got the Eagles, uh, the NFC East, uh, NFC North. I got the Bears, NFC South, Falcons, West, the Rams. And then my wild card team, I have the Saints making it. And then you know to put some wind back in the sails of Aaron, the Vikings fan. I have the Vikings making a playoff run. Oh. I have them. I have them making the playoffs as a wild card. They're going to have a more balanced offensive attack. Uh, NFC Championship game. Give me uh geez, Give me the Eagles and give me the Eagles and the Rams. I have the Eagles winning that. My Super Bowl is going to be the uh, Eagles and, and Chiefs. Okay. And I got the Eagles taking home the title with Carson Wentz and, uh, yeah, that's that's my pick for the playoffs and the Super Bowl. Awesome, awesome. Uh, and we're going to throw all this information
0: up on our Instagram page as well just so you guys can kind of keep uh, keep us in check as the season goes on. You can be like, oh, great pick, or what a fucking moron, J.T. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah, accountability, accountability
1: check. check. Right. Accountability uh, check. We're all about that.
0: Moving on to the MVP of the league, I have Drew Brees. Um, the guy has never won it, and I think uh, this will be a good – Thank you slash lifetime achievement award from the writers as his career kind of dwindles down. Um, The biggest thing is, man, he just needs to stay strong for all 16 games. Like I said, there's got to be some sort of plan in place. You know, maybe limit his practice throws. Whatever you got to do, make sure uh, you're taking some of those throws off his arm in the beginning part of the season.
1: Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, My MVP, I'm drinking the Kool-Aid that Lewis Riddick put out there at the beginning of the training camp or even the offseason. Uh, give me Carson Wentz. Uh, he's lighter. He's you know he's leaner. He's he's not playing with the brace. He no issues with the back. Every report coming out of training camp is watch out for that connection between him and Deshaun Jackson downfield. Give me Carson Wentz as the MVP.
0: Cool, cool. Uh, offensive play of the year. Give me Saquon Barkley, quads as they call him. Dude has quads buried in my fucking head. Mm-hmm. Do you remember seeing him? We're like, my God, is that a fridge?
1: Yeah, no shit. No, no shit. shit. The size of like the table that we're sitting at right now.
0: So it's very simple, man. The quarterback position will be in flux all year long um, in, in in New York, right? And whenever there's instability uh, at the quarterback position, a team generally leans heavily on the run game. So there'll be a lot of opportunity for Saquon to get the ball and do something with it. Additionally, he'll catch out of the backfield as well. So with all those touches, man, he's got to be up there for the offensive player of the year.
1: Right, right. I can uh, I can buy that. Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, with Saquon as well too. Nice. A dark horse that I could see maybe maybe Patrick Mahomes if he's not taking home the MVP honors that would be that would be my uh, my second choice. But I'm I'm down with Saquon nice. that. Uh, defensive
0: play of the Year. Uh, I thought about this quite a bit. Uh, very easy to go with Donald. Very easy to go with Mac. But I'm gonna go a little bit off the reservation here and go with Miles Garrett out of the Cleveland Browns. Um, any single time I watch Miles Garrett, he pops off the screen for me. Especially now that he's lighter, dude dro- dropped a bunch of weight. Mm. He looks, he looks insane. Um, additionally, the Browns have the best defensive line in football, which is going to create a lot of one-on-one opportunities um, that Mac and Donald don't have. So, wh- I think Miles Garrett one-on-one is unblockable. So, if he gets those opportunities more often than My- uh, than uh, Mac and Donald, I think he'll be right up there for defensive player of the year. Um, plus he's super explosive and he's trimmed down, like I already said. So big things for them this year, man.
1: Right. I'm going to go with the chalk. Just give me Aaron Donald. If you have any questions, just YouTube Aaron Donald footwork and Aaron Donald highlight tape, and uh, we'll just go from there. Give me me Aaron Donald as a repeat performer of defensive player of the year.
0: Uh, Offensive rookie of the year Um, could have been, you know, Kyler Murray, Dwayne Haskins, uh, DJ, whoever it is you want to throw out there. But I'm going to go with the Raiders running back, um, uh, Josh Jacobs. If I can lose my mind here, right? Um, just because the Raiders are gonna run the share of the ball, in my personal opinion, from everything I've seen so far in Hard Knocks, or everything I've seen in preseason games, I think it's gonna be a run-heavy offense. Um, additionally, it's easier for a running back to win this award uh, as a as a rookie, just because it's an easier learning curve than mm-hmm. a quarterback. A quarterback gotta learn quite a bit. A running back learns this is a zone blocking, this is where I gotta cut, whatever it is. It's very easy to win this uh, uh, easy to win this um, award as a as a rookie, especially when he's gonna be a three-down back. The guy's gonna get the ball. Also down. So
1: right now, I'm gonna go with the chalk on this one as well too. I'll just I'll go with Kyler Murray. I mean, I think he, he has all the hype. Everyone's talking about him. Uh, as long as he doesn't fucking die from that offensive line in uh, in Arizona, I think he's gonna walk away with the with the player the rookie of the year on the offensive side of the ball. I mean, even if he doesn't throw for a shit ton of touchdowns, his legs alone are gonna keep him viable in the league and and whatnot. Just hopefully he can learn to slide and, and preserve his body. Yeah. Defensive Rookie of
0: the Year. This took me a lot of time to see who I wanted to go with, um, especially with um, just the limited amount of touch some of these people, some of these defensive rookies got. Um, like I haven't seen Nick Bosa play yet, so he was somebody that I would right. think would be up there for this award. But I'm gonna go with Josh Allen for right now, just because every single time I watched him, and he popped off the screen for me. So. This was hard to pick, but for now I'm going to go with Josh Allen and we'll see how it pans out. What's but fun. I think Nick Bosa is going to be the running as well.
1: What's great is we didn't compare notes. I have Josh Allen yeah. as rookie of the year as well too. I mean, I, I was torn between Quinn and Williams. He seemed like the chalk. Um, then like the the two Devins at linebacker, Devin White and Devin Bush, uh, especially out in Pittsburgh with uh, with Devin Bush. But, you know, Josh Allen, he completely popped off the tape against uh, – you know the the ones on the Dolphins side of the ball in preseason week three when that's the dress rehearsal I mean he looked great and with that whole defense you know whether it's uh, Jalen Ramsey coming in from the secondary or you know Yannick Ngakwe or Miles Jack who just got extended that there's a lot of people on that defense that other people on the offensive side of the ball whether it's a lineman or a tight end or a running back that's gonna have to you know, pick up on pass protect. Somebody's going to miss an assignment. And I think more often than not, they're going to miss the rookie. And I think Josh Allen is going to have a great fucking breakout year on the defensive side of the ball.
0: Uh, And then finally, comeback player of the year. Um, I'm taking Cam Newton, man. Um, I thought about this quite a bit. A lot of great potential candidates for this award, such as, you know, Carson Wentz or wherever it is out there. Uh, Earl Thomas is a trendy pick as well, but Dude, Cam Newton, man, I've uh, I've said this many times. I fall in love with who he is, man. I watched that uh, Amazon All or Nothing series, and you got to see him for sixteen weeks behind the scenes, um, just battling through injuries and starting out six and two, and you know still trying to keep the team together as they're collapsing. But I'm all in. He's a great leader, man. He's a fighter. He's fierce. Um, it concerns me that Andrew Luck had 470 contacts between 2012 and 2016, and he retired. And Cam Newen is number one on the list of 704 mm-hmm. contacts. The guy gets, the guy takes a beating week in and week out. It's just that his physical stature is so much bigger than everybody else. Right. He can kind of shrug it off. But he's not going to be able to shrug it off for so much longer, man. Right. He needs to be smarter. There are times where he like tries to hold on the ball for too long, tries to make something happen. He just plays um, it's reckless. Or just look uh, at preseason week three against yeah, exactly, the right?
1: All he had to do was either just take the sack or yeah. just throw the ball away. Yeah. And he would have had that foot injury.
0: Yeah, man. So, through and through, he's a great leader, man. Um, I I implore anybody to watch that series and just see what kind of person he is. But um, past the fucking bullshit, past the stupid, like... IG post past the fucking stupid like outfits or whatever it is. Deep down, is a good leader. Uh, he he kept the team together. If he if he wasn't injured last year, that team would have been absolutely amazing because they were six and two. So mm-hmm. um, I'm just concerned about the amount of hits his body has taken. Uh, we're seeing more and more these NFL stars retire younger just because they can't get out of bed. And I can only imagine how bad his his body's hurting right now with the amount of abuse that's taken.
1: No doubt, uh, I'm going to go with uh, Cooper Cup as the uh, offensive, uh, or not offensive, but comeback player of the year. I mean, like I said earlier, that offense took a turn, in my opinion, a little bit of a downturn when uh, Cooper Cup went down. Josh Reynolds he tried to fill the void. He did he did admirably well, but you know Cooper Cup would have made that catch that Reynolds dropped uh, in the Super Bowl, and uh, he looks ready to go. His knee looks intact and and, uh, and fully functioning. So give me Cooper Cup as uh, comeback player of the year. Um, I know – I don't think you did this, but this is my quick superlative. Coach of the year? Oh, yeah. Frank Reich. Hmm. If they make the playoffs, given everything from last year with the Colts and he kind of got the, the job last minute because Josh McDaniels backed out of it and then the Andrew Luck news and, you know, he comes from the Marv Levy uh, – you know, Marv Levy was his head coach when Frank Reich, the player, was up in Buffalo – and, uh, you know, Marv Levy always had the saying of, you know, there's no other place we'd rather be than right here, right now. He's not looking for cover in the foxhole in Indianapolis with everything going on. If they make a playoff run, Frank Reich has to be the the, uh, the coach of the year.
0: Coach of the year for me, man, I didn't give much thought. Um, but I, get, I can see your point. If they do make the playoffs with Andrew Luck and dropping the bombshell two weeks before the season, mm-hmm. absolutely give it to him. Give it yep. to him. Um, but uh, I don't know, man. I haven't thought about it too much. Um, you can always go with the trendy picks such as like Andrew Reed, Bill Belichick, Champagne, whoever it right. is. But um, I think this year with the deep run that the Cowboys are going to have, in my opinion, I think Jason Garrett walks away with that award. Okay. He solidifies his job. He's not going to get fired at the end of the year. He's going to win the coach of the year. He's going to make it to the uh, NFC Championship game, and we'll see what happens. All right. Yep. But that's it, man. That is all of our picks. Uh, we're going to throw this up on Instagram just so you guys can keep uh, track of this stuff as well. Um, give us some feedback. Let me know if I should contact the inmate.
1: <laughs> yeah, we'll have the poll up on Twitter, uh, you know, probably Sunday night after uh, this gets released and, at uh, some point.
0: And we're finally here after so many weeks, after such a long, brutal, you know, off season of bullshit. And, it's so long, and the preseason itself is five weeks long. We're finally here, man. Yep. We're finally here. The weekend before the NFL kicks off. What a fucking
1: We time, finally dude. survived it. Uh, I know you put this in the promo, which I'm proud of you. I didn't have to harass oh, you this God, week dude. to do dude, it. I took 27 takes
0: to do that shit. Wow. Come on, man, dude! I, on. I, I, at one point, I was so mad, I was like, "I'm gonna fucking throw this phone!" Like, it's wow. unreal.
1: Wow, dude, <laughs> dude, dude! Don't overthink it. I'm you, overthinking it. That's the problem. Overthink I'm it. Overthinking don't overthink it. Don't overthink it. You're like
0: smooth and swab with it. I'm just like, oh fuck. I, I mean, it know.
1: takes it <laughs> takes a few takes. By by, take three, I'm like, I'm good to go. Yeah. But uh, just like you said in the promo, quick programming up update. We're gonna start recording. Uh, little pregame, little takes and analysis of what our picks are for the week with the games that matter, games of the week, whatnot, uh, starting Tuesday night. So you get it in time for Thursday for any Thursday night games, especially this week with the Packers and Bears in yeah. Chicago. So we'll have an episode out for you Wednesday afternoon. We're going to record Tuesday. You'll get it well, Wednesday. Well, do you want to drop it
0: Wednesday afternoon or do you want to drop it straight through on Tuesday night?
1: Oh, well, whatever. Tuesday, <laughs> I mean, by the time we're done recording, know. they're going to listen Wednesday.
0: Because you know if –
1: what if we just
0: drop in and just push it like Tuesday night and, and, and Wednesday as well? Because you know with the amount of changes that happen in the NFL uh, NFL uh week, so much happens. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. From Tuesday night to recording to
1: Wednesday when we push it, a lot could happen. Right, so, right. My but point I'm was sure. just by the time people listen yeah, to true. it, it's true. going true. to be Wednesday. Yeah, yeah I get so, that. So, you know, yeah. you'll have it for your morning commute and your afternoon drive on Wednesday to hear our takes yeah. for the Thursday night games. And the
0: purpose of moving it from Saturday nights to Tuesday nights is just because – the NFL week is changing. We're yep. going to Tuesday night, we're going to talk about the three things that stood out to us from the past week of games from Thursday, Sunday, and Monday night. And then we're going to preview the upcoming big games of the week. So it'll be a good little recap slash look forward of the week.
1: Yep. Yep. So uh, without further ado, with that little program and update, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Pro Football Radio Podcast, Twitter, PFR Podcast. I'm on the Twitter, Brando underscore Puma, uh, the guy that leads the ship over here. Uh, with programming updates is, uh, is Jay, at Jshema Jay on the Twitter. Um, you can find previous episodes this episode on SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, like, download, subscribe. Hit us up. Let us know what you like, what you don't like. If you want a mailbag, ask us questions. We'll answer it on the air. This is your podcast. We're trying to tailor it towards you, so we need your fucking feedback. Otherwise, that's all I got for the plugs. And uh,
0: a great thank you to Freddie. Yes,
1: Freddie.
0: Freddie, a great shout out, man. A great friend of the podcast. Uh, I think we gotta do an extra special your fire today. Yes, yes. so Freddie sent us mugs. With the profile radio podcast logo on it. Yep,
1: yep. yep. Freddie coming, coming through clutch. clutch. Hercules 2424. 24. Brother, we can't uh we can't thank you enough. So, you know, Jay's Jay's gonna hit you up first with the uh your little your fire. No, you tank. know what?
0: You do it first, let me clear my throat. Oh okay. <laughs> Cause I was weak last week when I did my you're fired, so let me let me go ahead and clear the throat, all
1: right? Gotcha. So uh <clears throat> Freddie Soliotis. We're uh hang on, let me hit the echo actually instead of hitting the volume up. Freddy Soliotis, we're going don't against each other week, week one in one fantasy football. You got us the mugs, but Freddy, you're fire. You know what, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna
0: follow, up. I'm not gonna follow, I'm not gonna follow,
1: I'm not gonna follow that at all. That, that was great. So don't be a pansy. That, that was great. Don't be a pansy. Was, I'm not,
0: I'm not you, gonna, gonna you gotta do this. it.
1: We'll, we'll have you, you do the you're fire with, the fire with the outro, outro music. music. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what
0: though? I am gonna walk into work with that cup on Monday. I'm gonna be sitting in my fucking meeting, just drinking out of my cup. No, no doubt. doubt. Oh, what's this? That's the uh, the PFR logo on my fucking cup. Jay,
1: we need a we need a TPS report, bitch. Do you know who the hell I am? <laughs> do you see the mug? I'm the co-founder God of the PFR it. podcast. God, God damn it! But again, Freddie, thank you so much. You know, just gonna hit you with the echo one more time. You're. Arr! Arr! Okay. All, all
0: right, thank you guys so much, and uh, I guess I gotta jump in here as well.
1: You're. Arr! Buy